This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hi, I'm Nicholas Wagoner. And I'm Chad Westbrook. And this is How Is She Though? A podcast dedicated to recapping all of the episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. And if you like what you hear, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash howisshethough and click on that Amazon portal link. That's right, because if you're going to buy shit online, you might as well support our goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah, like wigs, nails, all of that. Just do it and support the podcast. Thank you. Okay, let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi. 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 How is she though? How is she though? Like a trip, like a They're all bottoms. Don't joke about that. Bring back my ghost. This is not Ruban's best friend. Party, party, party. Things work for me. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh my god, thank you. How do you? Huh. Honestly, you're really like they're like a full foot out from your face. It's just a lot of teasing. No, jo- no product. Yeah, obviously hairspray, girl. Come on, I'm not a god. <laughs> We're talking Dragon Ball Z hair. <laughs> we found a fun little <laughs> keychain toy on Engineer Pete's uh, key ring, and it's, um, what is this, Gohan? I have no clue. Engineer Pete, no? No. Chi-Chi? Chi-Chi. <laughs> it's not Chi-Chi. <laughs> you don't know? No one knows. It's Well, it's like a, a fusion result. I don't know which two fuse together. Probably Bulma. Our if you're a Dragon Ball Z supporter, get out of here because that's not what this podcast is. <laughs> this is a RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast, and we are talking the reunion. Yes, we are, honey. Hot there stuff, is man. Uh, drama and trauma, mama. Yes, yes. The the T in uh, C U N T is now for trauma instead of talent. Yeah, it's yeah. fuck talent, right? Yeah, chaos, uh, unnerving. Nihilistic trauma. Mm -hmm. It's the RuPaul motto (laughs) after this episode. Um, Boy, oh boy, where do we even begin? So much to cover. I mean, let's talk about what did we think we were going to get when we were going into this reunion? Like, what what were we hoping for? Like, oh boy, I think I was hoping for what we got. (laughs) Really? I was hoping for a little less, maybe. I think this honestly teetered into like, I was like, okay, I want some lightness. I felt a little dirty after it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It felt like like you just had sex with a trick and you're like, girl, I need to go get into the first bathroom I find and get a whore's bath. You know? Uh Because this dick is disgusting. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Um, Parental advisory, guys, just to let you know. I I can't remember which friend told me, but a friend told me they watch kids and they've listened to an episode while they were watching the kids. And I was like, no, don't better do, be in headphones. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. anything drag tangent, uh, like related, I feel like has is verging into naughty territory. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the end is. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> oh man, I was hoping for kind of this. I wanted the vixen to give us like a full breakdown of where she was coming from the whole mm-hmm. time, and I think she did. Yeah, and then I wanted other people to be like, I understand. I didn't want like full on attacks. I think I didn't yeah. want like fighting, and then. Um, I didn't want them to just go one by one down a line and talk about the traumas again. Yeah, that was like, I I mean, I guess I'll give a somewhat of a pass because it's like, that's the first time they really did that. And it's like, maybe it's a learning experience that, yeah, maybe we don't need to like go into great detail about all the trauma from the season yeah. like that. Because we already did, kind of. Yeah, it feels explo- like they're exploiting them. and It's cool to have like a gay... Um, show that does that because we have like very little so it's yeah cool to have like the stories yeah. told but yeah yeah it just felt i was like ugh. yeah it, at a certain point it felt not great i yeah. mean like and it, it was like also didn't feel great that it came like right after like the stuff with vixen like it just was too jarring and can we just sort of like bounce from here to there and just yeah. talk whatever topic we think about so yeah. um let's just get to the the meat and potatoes first the like what I think the meat and potatoes is the Asia versus RuPaul fight. Oh, honey, that is the that's the that's the whole meal. That's the whole meal. That's honey. the whole meal. Yeah. That's the and dessert. The chocolate yeah. tort. Yeah, that's the chocolate tort. That was it, honey. Uh huh. I mean, the vixen gave us a lot with um, just her like fieriness towards Eureka and everything. But this mm-hmm. was the the duel of all duels. It started with that slap. Back in that mini challenge. And Asia never forgot. And Asia never forgot. And she said, if you're going to slap me, I'm going to fucking slap you uh, mentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to make you look foolish. Yeah, mentally. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What, what do you mean by mentally? Just like she was going to make her look foolish mentally. Yeah, but can you elaborate? Yeah, I can. So the <laughs> next... <laughs> so 
<laughs> what side do you fall on? The, the two sides of it are Asia was upset with Rue and upset with the girls for not standing up for the vixen and not chasing after her and, and like supporting so- her sister. And gen- in general society for like just writing people off so easily when it, it becomes too hard to help someone. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you see, like the second you see there's a difficulty helping someone, you like just retreat. Yeah. Um, as opposed to digging in further and trying to further understand someone in a difficult time. Uh huh. So where do you stand on that? Do you feel like that's appropriate? I feel like that's, uh, I, I feel like that's something I've thought in my own life with like the way people treat each other uh-huh. in general. And I think that, like, I think sometimes I have the tendency to be, like, a, an empathetic person and maybe, like, kind of take on other people's feelings sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I, I also think I have pretty good boundaries, so I think I'm kind of the middle ground of what Rue and Asia were both talking about. But I know that I see that there's people who just tend to be more empathetic and compassionate with the way they approach life and sometimes to a fault. Uh, but I see a ton of people who just don't care to be empathetic or compassionate at mm-hmm. all. Like with the way they, they would rather just write someone off right out the gate. And I, it's kind of sad to see, like it is like disheartening, yeah. especially when it's like what Asia saying is like, this is one of our sisters. Like this is their family. Like there, there's the drag race family and then there's your seasons family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we should, they, we should be trying to understand her because they've gone through this life experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know. I thought it made me love Asia a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah. Asia won this episode. Mm-hmm. If this was a challenge. She won the season for me at this point. I don't give a shit if she has the title. She's won the season. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Give it up. Give it up for Asia O'Hara, everybody. Nick Nicholas's winner. Nicholas's winner. Only one that matters, honey. <laughs> honey. <laughs> I, I think I, I semi agree. And I, and I also, I, I was very split with this. I know there's a lot of backlash against Rue for being, easy like quick to write off someone and be like if someone doesn't want to listen then you can't talk to them and you just have to give up yeah i understand that mentality a lot there's like personal experience where i've been like i just you try and try and then you're like it's not worth it i don't want to put the energy in somewhere where i can't um but that's like after being with someone for years or whatever yeah so initially trying yeah and that's i think it's definitely not let's i mean to be fair it's not rue's responsibility rue is not the closest person to the vixen it it, i more of the fault falls on other people for not Mm -hmm. helping yeah rue facilitated this argument and made it happen and was like kind of pushing vixen to a place that i think got her to leave yeah it made her uncomfortable like she clearly didn't want to yell and she clearly didn't want to get she didn't want to be the pe- person that everyone was saying she was. Yeah. And she didn't want to be the person that Rue was clearly trying to make her be. In that yeah. And the producers wanted her to be. Exactly. And so I don't I don't think Rue needs any defending in this moment because I think it's clear to me that their her, her intentions were not. Her intentions were to make TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the other thing is that they were very questioning on Vixen and not questioning on Eureka yeah. until someone pointed it out. And then they were like, Eureka, yeah, that is true. You didn't well, yeah. poke the bear. Yeah. So it's, but that's like a common thing where it's like... Vixen's quote, why are you all telling me how to react when you're not telling her how to act? Yeah. That was... that was Vixen can be such a messy person, like with her... like she, there, There's outright lie, like things that she was mistaken about and she was lying about. Yeah. And she was wrong about. And I, I'm not sending, I don't think anyone's defending Vixen's actions. Um, but she also has points to that she was making that were exactly right. Eureka was getting free passes left and right throughout yeah. the whole season for her attitude. And like, you can just see that people get exasperated with her, how she is. So they just let her, her get away with talking so much and being an annoying person and uh, being antagonistic and a shit stir. So they just let it go. But then when it finally comes time to call her on it, nobody, everyone's so silent. Yeah. And it's like, no, call her out on it. Vixen is. Vixen's calling her out. Asia called her out later with like the Cameron thing. And then look what, look what Eureka did. Got defensive and said, you're overreacting. And she's like, oh girl, come on. Oh girl, come on. Like I'm not doing anything. It's like, no, you're, you're pushing someone to do something they're uncomfortable doing. Stop doing that. Yeah. And she, she Eureka doesn't want to take any ownership until it's finally on the reading with the cameras on her and Rue saying, yeah, you have to take some ownership. And she's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's like, girl, where were you right out the gate? I know. I know. I mean, I think there's a lot of bad communicators on this cast. <laughs> Cause I feel like everyone involved isn't great, including the Vixen, obviously the Vixen. She's like, has some growth to do clearly. Yeah. Even if she's like, I, I agree with, 
I think everything she's saying, but everything gets so mixed up and convoluted and then the delivery is really bad. But this is like, this is bringing up what's called like tone policing, yeah, which I've just learned about. So yeah, sorry for just learning about this, <laughs> where you criticize someone for their tone rather than right. addressing the point. Yeah. Um, I've, I really am like, it, it's, it's shitty that people do that. And the point is the most important thing, but also that's just life to me. Mm-hmm. Like you're the way, if you're screaming at me, something, even if it's something like yeah, right, good yeah. about me, but you're doing it with anger, I'm you're, fully receiving it in the wrong way. Yeah. Your message isn't gonna, it's like the whole, you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Like saying and that's been around for years. Yeah. And it just it dilutes your point. Like it, yeah. if your point is X, but you're like covering x with a bunch of like a bunch of other letters is this, <laughs> is this analogy working this is chad no, right no, no, it's not it's not but you know what i mean like you just like get to keep keep um keep your eyes on the prize whatever yeah. your goal for what you want to communicate is just say that and if people aren't listening you don't have to you don't yeah. have to like get pissed off or yell but i think it's in frustrating vixen's, yeah i think in vixen's case is i it's like almost there's a part of her who's like I don't care if you actually understand what I'm saying. I don't like I don't think her goal is to be like you understand what I'm saying. It's like this is just the reality and this is like there's these racist uh, attitudes in society and I'm going to say it at a volume 10 and if you're not listening that's your problem not my problem. And we can argue whether or not that's effective. I don't think it is. You know what? Really, her, the, you know what that does to me is it, it instead of because to me it's like she's correct and, and there's also some there's right. some validity I guess in being like this is a huge thing. I'm going to scream about it. And I don't care if I'm going to be a target for you to put your hate. At least I'm getting someone to talk about it. And I'm, my point is being heard because I've, if I've tried other tactics and it hasn't worked before. So this is the only thing I know how to do at this point. But there's another thing that happens when you do that is you just, instead of entering a conversation, you enter like a combat and you immediately put someone on a defense. So it's like, even if I'm agreeing with your point, the way you're yelling at me is like, yeah, like, depending on the personality on the other end, they're not going to be like very easy to just agree with you because they feel like they're pitted against you right. in some way. And that to back down means you win. Or something. I would argue that a majority of people when they're getting yelled at are not going to listen to you. And the people who are open to still listening to you when you're yelling at them, you would never have to yell at them in the first place. Yeah. So I just don't think yelling to get your point across is probably ever going to be that effective until, unless it's just like somebody doesn't, isn't taking you seriously with how upset you are and they keep pushing a button. Mm -hmm. Like I've yelled at someone in that regard, but like, uh, and then they usually stop, but like more like to the thing of like, if you have like a deeper point about maybe like racial issues or something like to that effect, I just don't, I don't know. I guess I don't see like how it can truly be that effective. Um, yeah. I, I, but then I also know that there's a, like, ru- like technically what RuPaul said is there's a ton of people who are not going to listen in general. Like yeah. they don't want to. The other thing I want to say about her thing is there, there's probably a little gaslighting going on with her. Like yeah. she's got, she's like, no, that you guys said that. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, I never did. I feel like Monet. Yeah. Monet probably was a little guilty of well, that. Monet. Yeah. Monet also came out and said that she, absolutely did not say what Rick Vixen's saying. So who knows? Like, I mean, it's just crazy though, that Vix, the Vixen got there. Yeah. Someone, some, somewhere along the line communicated to the Vixen that Aquaria and Miss Cracker have had a feud and that yeah. Miss Cracker has ridden on the back of, uh, Aquaria. Yeah. And that it's known throughout New York. And I don't think Monet was necessarily saying that that wasn't the truth. You know, I think kind of, she was entertaining it for him that maybe mm-hmm. that's what made Vixen, like go down that route. Mm-hmm. And I don't also love like they were like you instigated a fight. Like not really. Everyone was in a group talking about it. There was multiple people talking on the subject. Mm-hmm. And it was just when Aquaria was vague, Vixen called out that she was being vague. Mm-hmm. Yes, in like a reality TV way. Yeah. And but she kept pushing it because and Vixen talked about like how like the season before everyone was being so nice and like skirting around shit and she didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And that cuz that's Vixen's tries to be real. She mm-hmm. wa- that's what she wants. So I I don't see it as instigating either. I really don't. No. I see her as like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and like see, have this thing be uh, drawn out for a whole season. This is stupid. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And uh, the only thing is just it's like, well, I don't want to talk about it. And so if, and she's the kind of person who's like, I'm making you talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I just hate that. That's my only. Yeah, that's not necessarily yeah. great. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is this is a weird, this is like a weird thing with this show. And I think other shows deal with that a little bit too. But like 
maybe just because I know more about Drag Race, I see like the fans' reaction is so massive and gross to oh yeah throwing hate towards the queens. Yeah, I mean um, it's all, it's a real turnoff right now. We're ultimately watching. It's a weird like we're watching a reality show with about drag queens and we're judging them on their like ability to be a good drag queen, right? Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. Then there's like their personality outside of that, but that's not a factor, quote unquote, into them winning. Really, mm-hmm. like their like workroom personality or whatever. Yeah. If it was, Cameron probably wouldn't be as far as she is. Right. So, uh, it's strange to me. Then why are we like? How, why are we sending like death threats to the vixen or to whoever? Because of racism? Does it just, yeah, I mean, that's. Because let, let's be honest, did Raven get death threats for season two? Did, I know. Did Roxy get death threats for season yeah. five? Did she? Yeah. Did she? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but, I mean, yeah, that's, this is a thing that's just a common occurrence. And I think it's, there's something about it, like, uh, I think because there's a lot of teen fans or younger fans. Yeah, they're terrible. Sorry. I don't I mean, there's just a lot of bullying at that age. There's a lot of like self-hatred that you pour out to others at that age. Also, there's like the weird thing with in general, people like stuff like, like Harry Potter or whatever bullshit like that. Uh, they, you just uh, call it Harry Potter bullshit. <laughs> um, Sorry, that's girl. Crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, uh, but Abracadabra. Pe- <laughs> <laughs> people like people do like that fan fiction stuff and like over fictional characters. But people are like doing that with drag queens now. Like, like fan fa- like shipping yeah. and things like that. Yeah, but there's a, l- listen, guys. There's a difference. Drag queens are it's a persona that they put on, but they're still they're still them. That's them. Like mm-hmm. it's a character. Yeah, but it's them. Yeah, and like when you like take people like Trixie and Katya and you make weird sexual fan fiction about them, that's weird. They are human. These are real I've human beings. I've apologized before. Yeah, Chad. I just don't get why you force it upon people. Oh, I'm not forcing it upon people. I just happen to put it online and people happen to share it there's Why? a subset a community that likes this you know how many times i've woken up with your script literally in my face about them hooking up uh i don't know you tell me because i've written what 50 copies and you've gotten you've you've and i've asked for notes and you've given me notes on how many the, zero the first one yeah and i and said it, please don't do it exactly, again and that's not a note yeah and then voicemails constant voicemails with like and the sound effects i don't know why you need to add the sound effects too with the voicemail that's are you kidding no. Have you ever listened to a radio play? <laughs> I'm familiar with it. Like War of the Worlds? Yes, War of the Worlds. That's my inspiration. <laughs> Imagine War of the Worlds, but it's two drag queens, and they're in love, and they go on a lot of blanket, like, picnic adventures. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, like, you even go into, like, the detail of them, like, how they sound when they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, the specifics, then this is what no one appreciates, and I've asked for you to appreciate it, and you clearly haven't. The specifics is they have so much God. makeup and lipstick on that when they eat, they have to kind of have like an open, they can't use their lips as much because they can't get their lips messy. Why would I appreciate this? Because that's something that I think about that not other fanfic authors think about. <laughs> oh my God. I just, fanfiction is so stupid. Well, I guess. And radio plays too, let's, while we're at it. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> this is so <laughs> Is this well, traumatizing for you? This is traumatizing for me. This is my trauma. <laughs> well, um, you know what? This, let's just take a little tiny breather and yeah. we'll come back and talk about the rest of the reunion. Yeah. Bud butter. Okay, we're back and I want to talk about some of the fun. Well, first off, can we just say, uh, well, I've moved in with Nicholas here. Yes. This is my first, we're recording on my first like day of waking up in my new apartment. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. We live together in the Malibu. No, no. The Malibu home is still. <laughs> Did you? I forgot where we were. <laughs> you were like really, you had that like listful, like I wish we had that home still. No, it's burned down to the ground. <laughs> Shh. We're not supposed to no, know it's, that. No, it's burned down to the ground. Malibu's gone. Malibu's gone. We're looking for a new apartment, uh, new mansion in yeah. like a rich area. Any leads? Any leads, guys? We'll wait. Pause, pause, pause. Um, but I also want to say, um, our roommate, my new roommate, yeah. Claire Lofren. Lochran. Lochran. Oh, I say it right the whole time. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Claire. <laughs> Just made really cool buttons. We'll, po- we'll post these and eventually yeah. maybe have these. For, I, don't know. I don't know. But I'll they're beautiful little drag uh, race buttons. Yeah, they are so cute. What a and little surprise. So let's plug our Instagram while we have it because you can see pictures of these on our Instagram. It's at HowIsSheTheopod. Thank you so much. T-H-O-P-O-D. Um, I want to talk about some of the fun aspects of the reunion. Yes. My favorite aspect was Yua. 
Oh, yeah, it's great. That's the best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And did you see, like, she posted on uh, social media after. She's like, now you, the reason why I wore that was, like, now you have seven days. Nobody will get crowned. You'll never know who uh, gets crowned for Drag Race. Fine. And she's like, because you'll be dead. I mean, I, there was such a big part of me that wanted her to not talk. But when she talked about her trauma, it was like, or her, like, her yeah. family and all that stuff. It's like, obviously, you want to hear that. But it's, <laughs> it would have been so fun to have her go through the whole thing with just maybe, like, a... Uh, would have been great. Um, my favorite moment, I think, was Calorie eating popcorn in her little bag. <laughs> just because no one talked about it. So bizarre. She just had her little bag of popcorn, and it was a Ziploc. It wasn't even like a fashion bag or a drag bag, if there, if there is such a thing. You like, could make like a little cute accessory or something. She just had like a straight-up Ziploc, like her mom sent her yeah. with it. And also, like, what a small portion of popcorn. Well, yeah, you know, I know you can buy those, like, cute little, like, retro-looking popcorn boxes. And, like, why not just have that flattened in a purse or something, pop that open, and then pour the popcorn in that so then it's, like, visually better? Has she come out talking about this at all? No. Like, it's like she, she gave us a moment, but, like, the, it does deserve explanation because, like, do you have low blood sugar? You can eat on your break. And if you do have low blood sugar, like popcorn is the worst thing to have. She pulled it out when the Vixen stuff started happening. So it was like, oh, I'm going to get popcorn for this. Kind of like that was the thing. I just want her to come out and be like, yeah, that was intentional. Aren't I funny? (laughs) Yeah. She just, there's a reason she went home second. Oh my God. Her read against Miss Vanjie was so sad. (laughs) You mean because she got destroyed? Yeah. They couldn't find the body. Uh, Miss Vanjie is so crazy when a catchphrase lasts longer than you do. At least I have a catchphrase. Who are you? <laughs> that was like rough. And then also, I want to say Miss Vanjie like didn't or Vanessa Vanjie Mateo didn't give us a ton, but she what she did give us was gold. Yeah, and that was her run on the show too. Everything she says is perfect. Yeah. The th- the other little moment I liked was her. They were they were all attacking Cameron, which we'll get into in a second. <laughs> and uh, Miss Van or Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. What do we call her? Can Ms. we just Vanjie. say Miss Vanjie? Yeah, she's got to change her name at this point. Yeah. Miss Vanjie, like, kind of like poked Monet Exchange and was like, "You mean you confirming mean? for her? Like, is this true or whatever?" And Monet was like, it's Me, true. "Yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. true." <laughs> they had this like unspoken thing that I really loved, <laughs> and it also like shows like Miss Vanjie had probably developed a better relationship with some of these queens than Cameron has. Like, in the moment Maybe. of them attacking yeah. Cameron, they're, yeah. like having this little kiki. Uh, yeah. I also, the read, the read was, uh, I think Monique said to uh, Monet, called her Wakanda fish. Mm-hmm. And then without a beat, Aquaria goes, what kind of fish is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have to give, I think, I don't know what award I'm giving, but I'm giving an award, a gold star to Dusty, this whole reunion. Mm-hmm. She was like... The perfect, she gave us, like, a perfect split of, like, the funniest, best, and also, like, really heart-wrenching Yeah, uh, and that trauma look. And I think that was my favorite look of the the night. That wig was insane. Her eyes were gorgeous. Her body looked great. The dress was fitted super tight. Fuck Michelle for the dots, because those dots looked, it looked like abstract, beautiful art on her face, like her eyes. I'm not a huge fan of the the rashy-looking lip extinction, like, you know, like, under the nose, because it just looks like you're sick. I love that. It's okay. It's, I, I, I like the dots. I love it. The dots more. I love that. Chad. I know. I'm sorry. Chad. I love it. I think Chad, I told you there's no yelling in this apartment. Oh, yeah. I have new rules. If I don't follow them, I'm evicted. 30 days notice. <laughs> <laughs> At any time. I can drop that hammer on you. Remember, <laughs> you're under my watch. Um, I Yeah, she was the perfect. Her, her like, reading challenge, whatever section, was iconic. Yeah, yeah she was great. She and just, like, bullet, like, machine gunned it. It was, like... Speaking of this, da, 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 this. Yeah. What do you think of her catchphrase? Like, never loved you. It's fun to say, but I don't like it. <laughs> never loved you. I don't know. I don't get it. I think it's like you're you're claiming the power. You're like, I never loved you. Yeah, but it's like in a fun way. Yeah. Never loved you. I don't know. I just don't get it yet. It'll probably grow on me. But yeah. do you want her back for All Stars? Yeah, I would. Okay, pick. Back. You can only pick three from this season back for All Stars. And you can include any of the top four. Who are they? 
three well, queens. I'm not going to include Miss Vanshee because I bet you she's going to be in the next season in okay. general. Fair. Uh, because usually early outs get that. Mm-hmm. I would say Dusty, mm-hmm. Miss Cracker, mm-hmm. oh boy, and Monique. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still some more. Like I, it's like there's other people I wouldn't mind seeing more. Yeah, yeah. That's I think the strongest. Well, maybe I could get rid of Dusty and switch her out for someone else. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. But, but I don't know. She's been showing more like outside of after the season. Yeah. Like what she, like, yeah, yeah, her yeah. looks and stuff have been great. Yeah. Um. So then let's talk about the Cameron section. So they all they all kind of criticize Cameron for not being close with the other queens. Right. Um. On the show and off the show, not saying hi when you enter a room. Mm-hmm. Well, there's um, something they didn't talk about in the reunion that supposedly happened, which was that there was like a bar fight incident that involved Vixen, Mayhem, Monique, and Cameron. And that what happened was this like guy was threw a drink or something on Vixen. Uh-huh. It got physical. Mayhem inserted herself to try to like get the guy off Vixen, and Monique was going to get security to get the guy out. But Cameron didn't even jump in or anything, do anything. And I think that offended some of the girls. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're sisters. You should have her back. I totally, like, get, like, not... Like, A, if you're an introvert, like, you want to maybe avoid conflict at all costs. Mm -hmm. I also, like, am, like, not... I'm not a person who believes in, like, physical violence. Like, I really have an aversion to it. Like, I would do it if it's necessary, but I don't feel like it's... Would you protect your friends if your friends were being attacked? Uh, unjustly, yes. But if they got themselves into the situation, I would not <laughs> jump in. Wow. I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm not, you act like an amateur brat who wants to get in a physical fight. That's your, that's on you. Yeah. That's, okay. That's where I land. Uh, but I, on the I, other hand, am loyal to the death, no matter what. And, oh, good. Uh, I'll take advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Uh, but I also guess like Cameron, didn't even like check to see if they were okay or anything after. And it was just like rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, In addition to obviously her introverted qualities. Here's the question. Clearly Cameron at this point just doesn't need to connect with these people. Is that okay? Do we need to falter for that? No. Right. We're adults. Just don't expect it at a certain yeah. point. She hasn't given you anything, so don't expect anything. That's the problem. That's, that's exactly it, is like the expectations that you put on other people. And at a certain point, you know, I think there's reasonable expectations and then there's unreasonable ones. And I think it's unreasonable to want to make someone different than who they are. Like if you, you know, this person has shown you that they're an introverted person who maybe doesn't go out of their way to talk to you. Don't expect them to all of a sudden one day just... Go out of the way and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, she's maybe more desirable now for them to want to have a relationship with because they're like, oh, she's uh, getting more famous than I am and I want to like, yeah. be a part of that or something. I don't know. I get... And there's also something about just like, I have to share a room with this person. I would love if I could just even... Oh, just say a little thing. Yeah. That's but, it. Oh, at a certain point, move on. Who cares? The thing that Dusty said about, like, I literally sat in your lap and grabbed your face and said hi. I was like, that's kind of an invasion. Like, (laughs) don't do that. Yeah, it's actually (laughs) such a crazy move. Like, what a a weird fucked up thing to do. I would not like you if you did that to me. (laughs) I literally pinned you down. I tied your arms to my four post bed. I sat on top of you. I looked you dead in the eye for 10 minutes and I said, say hi to me. And you didn't. That's crazy. Dusty's a crazy person. Yeah, a little bit. I think Dusty <laughs> needed that validation. Oh, probably for no, oh. <laughs> for her reasons. Yeah, for her reasons. Oh. Um, yeah, Cameron. I don't know. I'm like over her in a way, but I'm also just like, good, you do your thing. Like, if, but I, yeah. I, I have people in my life that I feel like are like that, and it's like, you. I've given enough. When you're ready to, if you want to start a relationship with me, do it. But otherwise, I'm going to do my thing, and yeah. you're not going to be invited to my fun shows. i yeah i feel like the way i look at cameras like she's clearly an introvert i i think the i see so much personality from her on social media but i clearly she looks at it as like it's a stage it's a stage to perform she's still consistently liking all of our photos she is she's great about that (laughs) maybe that's my where my bias is uh (laughs) but uh full disclosure (laughs) uh she I just think that she's just got her, she's clearly got like things that she has to work through or it's probably a struggle for her. Or she doesn't and she never will. 
Yeah, and she's just that way, and we move on. Yeah, she's, I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in seeing her on TV again. Yeah, I will say that the one I, I don't like Eureka really, but like the one quality in Eureka I did like was that the, I do think it was a genuine friendship she was striking up with Cameron, and like though that times she was obnoxious about it, like like that the singing thing. Most of the time, she just kind of slowly would like kind of push Cameron a little bit. Like she would just kind of get to know her at Cameron speed. Uh-huh. And then some, she would pick and choose her moments to try to like amp it up a little bit to get Cameron to say a little more. Yeah. Um, or do a little more. I've, I do, I kind of see a little bit of myself in that with Eureka, like the challenging of somebody to try to like kind of a more complicated personality. Yeah. I also will say that Monique and Cameron had the most like heat, maybe yeah. dusty in her too, but the, um, Monique is definitely the opposite of Cameron. Yeah. Full, just extrovert all the time. Talk, 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 talk. And mm-hmm. kind of never says a bad thing. She's like always giving gold. Right. And I don't think Cameron has that ability. And no. there's something like, I don't know, just like you guys are just, it doesn't work out. Yeah. That's the weird thing sometimes with reality TV too. Cause it's like, it's, it, it's like be an adult, know that just sometimes there's going to be conflicting personalities, but yeah, literally that's what makes good reality yeah. TV is yeah, conflicting exactly. personalities going at it. I will say Cameron does have a sense of humor about the whole situation uh, because there's been some social media posts like where it was like on Asia's story. She's in the dressing yeah. room and Cameron, Cameron goes like, hi, Asia, how you doing? Like walking in like, I mean, it's a sense of humor, but also a little like shade, a little bitterness. Yeah. yeah and then that. there was her in the uh, dressing room getting ready with Bianca. And like she's just talking Bianca's head off, and then Bianca looks at the camera. And she's like, "Are you fucking happy? Look what you did!" Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is that no one voted for her to win. No one said uh, that they're her favorite, but that's Boo-hoo. the world, right? <laughs> Come and on, she's, guys. She's got to know that a little bit. I'm assuming. Um, I, who got the most votes? I don't remember. Was it like kind of a split? I felt like it was pretty split because they didn't Eurican show us everyone. Aquaria. Yeah. No, I thought Asia got like two or did three. She? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Miss Cracker came off super bitter, and I'm not. Oh, really? With what? Like she said, with her came for me, came for me, came for me. Like, uh, oh, I thought that was tongue in cheek. Like choosing. Yeah, that's Cameron. She chose Cameron for that reason, right? No, she chose Eureka for that reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, came for me, came for me, sent me home. Yeah, that's why you went. Yeah, I thought that was tongue in cheek. I don't know how tongue-in-cheek it was. I don't know. Her and Asia's, like, reconciliation was a nice moment-ish. Yeah. Somebody was, like, pointing out that, like, they they weren't able to talk about it off-season at all. Uh. They probably resolved it a long time ago. But, like, amped it up for the show purposes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was, like, maybe the apology seemed a little, like, meh. Yeah. But I was, like, I don't think Miss Cracker is bugged by it anymore. I think she was bugged by it at the time for sure. Yeah. I think Asia probably apologized it for a long, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, cause they had like a picture of that. They posted after the fact from DragCon. Like yeah. That was like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they probably, that was like water under the bridge at that point, but they just, she, Asia apologized again and Cracker was just like, yeah, um, good. Just don't do it again. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of like, it seemed like a, we've already talked about this. Yeah. Um, well, what other, what other, uh, Hot topics we want to discuss. I'm like sort of wanting to stay away from the trauma stuff just because I feel like it was so well talked about. Yeah, I don't want to delve into it, to be honest. I, I think it's had its day. I think we talked about it when it happened in the episodes. Do like, we like this format for a reunion? I like the format. I just think they need to learn from... Uh, I think they need to learn that RuPaul needs to be more of a mediator and not our, our neutral party. Less not, involved. Yeah, let let the girls do their RuPaul thing. RuPaul really wants to be a teacher. And then she should quit drag and go be that. a teacher and actually learn how to teach no, properly. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. She's she she's an armchair psychologist. I and it's like it's damaging but more than it helps. There's there's a lot of good in what RuPaul says to the world. There's a lot of like positive messages, and it's nice to have a public figure like that in the gay community. I think she's more problematic than good. Like, oh, I would fully disagree with that. Really? The yeah. transgendered stuff? You no, think- there's a lot of problematic things, but I think she's more good than problematic. I think... But she's the, also problematic. L- lately, she's been leaning more towards problematic and ego-driven and not open-minded. I don't think she's open-minded. I don't... Uh, I she don't know literally is, is tell- yelling at Asia that you can't teach people when they won't listen, and then she's not listening to Asia. She's problematic. She's not as open-minded as she thinks she is. Yeah, I mean, I see that she's got a lot of issues. I don't think she needs to get as involved as she's getting. Yeah. But I also don't want her to just be 
a blank robot who's like facilitating the next topic. No. I like her I like her like methods for the most part. She just gets a little too but, high horsey and yes. not um she needs to like listen a little bit more. Yeah, I I just don't see that happening. Okay. Yeah. I just I think her like I said she's more ego driven now than she's ever been before and I just don't see her but there's back. also part of me that likes I, I would rather have a host of the show who cares and is into it and is But does she? That's the question. Does she actually care about these girls? No, I don't I don't know if she cares about the girls, but she cares about the show enough and she cares to be hosting the reunion. She doesn't need to. Could yeah, be that actually Michelle would be probably a better host. Michelle would be a fine host, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not super complaining on how she was doing. I don't know. It's just like I'm like, I, and it's not just this event. It's like when she came for Aja during All Stars about her age and like her references, and then it was like she even pronounced the name wrong, and like it was just like uh, all, she, the way she goes for millennials constantly. Or all I want I I know she, RuPaul's on a fi- is a major figurehead in our community in the gay community. Finger, fingerhead. She's a finger bl- finger banger. <laughs> She's like a majorly good finger banger. <laughs> I get it. Yes. But, and so it's easy to like, be like one error, slip up, one error, slip up. She's done a bunch. I know. I understand <laughs> not that. One error. No, I know. She's done a bunch, but she's also done a lot of good. And yeah. it's like, to me, everyone has that. And if you're in the public eye long enough, you're going to have enough shit piled up over time. Right. That's like, okay, maybe there's some growing to be had at this age or whatever. Right. But, but she's more positive than she is negative. My sure. problem with it is like all of these things line up and she doesn't take ownership of them, really. She sort of semi apologizes for the transgender thing and then goes radio silent. And then it's like, we're not going to discuss transgender people on the show at all again. There's a reason why we're not discussing it because she probably hasn't changed her viewpoints on it. We're not. Did she say we're not discussing? No, it's just like we haven't discussed it. It hasn't been a thing that I'm they've sure talked about. Well, I'm sure that's going to pop up again. Maybe, yeah. but like, there's not an ownership over the things that she has said that have been problematic. Like, I don't see the ownership on her part. So it was like, it's one thing if she's a figurehead, and I know she's done all these great things. I'm not going to take that away. But like, if she's doing all these things and saying these things that are problematic and more damaging than good but not taking ownership of them or apologizing. Like I, there, I'm, I'm not, there's no chance for me to actually forgive her for the things. Cause she's not like taking ownership of it. So I, I, it's, it's when it piles on and piles on, it's just like, it gets to, it gets exhausting. I am you exhausted with weird her thing with this, like hosting this show and creating this show is it was like a, it's a political move and you mm-hmm. can't avoid it. Like yeah. it, you, she just probably, I mean, she no, she wanted to. She has no choice but to be political. I guess is drag is putting on drag is a political statement. Being gay and, and black, being gay is a political statement. Being black is a political statement. Being a gay black drag queen is a major political statement. Yeah. And to host a show about it is even bigger. And yeah. So there's it's unwilling or unwittingly. What do I want to say? She's like it's like whether or not you want this to be a political show, it is. Yeah. And so you're going to be crossing a lot of territory that you're not familiar with. And it's going to be a very hard road to walk mm-hmm. versus like whatever other real bullshit reality show that, I mean, Jeff Probst doesn't have to deal with the same shit RuPaul has to deal with. <laughs> yeah. So there is some like, I want to just be like, there's got to be some white fr- male, straight white male getting away by. with it. <laughs> um, but there's got to be some, some leeway, some forgiveness and some ease on, on the show in general and Ru in general for this. Cause it's like, there's she may is she's been fucking up yeah. clearly but i don't think so far there's nothing where she's fucked up so hard and then just didn't apologize for it right there hasn't been like a major event like that's unforgivable but for me it's just an exhaustion with the amount of things that have happened and like just like like the aja thing wasn't like a huge deal when it happened but it was just like a ugh, come on ro open you know, your mind ro needs to hire or it'd be helpful. Also, I just as a side note, I cannot say or I can't say Rue without thinking about how Monet Exchange says Rue, which is my favorite. How does she say? It's like Rue. It's just something <laughs> subtly it's different like about accent. it with her accent. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, but Rue needs to maybe possibly hire like a like younger like like someone for PR and image yeah like someone who can be like on set being like no you can't say that statement but here's the thing here's the thing that this is where my where my what my gut's saying about Mm -hmm. this 
RuPaul Ru- does not think she needs it. RuPaul's mind is won't even go there. Possibly, I know, but I'm I I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just think yeah. that would be very helpful. Yeah, and then that, that's but that for me like that's the root of it. It's like the way Ooh. her I feel like RuPaul ha- feels like she's has it mostly figured out. Like I I know she's like talks about still wanting to learn and being a student and stuff and mm-hmm. but like I feel like she thinks there's certain topics that she thinks she has it more figured out than anybody else. And it's like a very egoy thing. Like like let me teach you. And there are lessons to learn. Like, I remember listening to What's the Tea at first and being like really loving like some of the spiritual talk. But then like now I can't listen to the show anymore because it's really it's just it's the same shit over and over again and the same complaints about people over and over again. And like really Rue projects herself onto Ooh. people too much. She regurgitates. Yeah. Regurgitates. Regurgitates. Yeah. And I, I yeah, it's like partly faulting, partly not, because it's like. You recycle it enough, and then eventually the message yeah. gets across uh, to people who maybe need it. But, yeah, I don't know. I will also say, uh, I'm coming for her, I know. But uh, I wanted to say this earlier. For someone who accepts the title of mother, the way she treated Vixen really bugged me in the sense that she wasn't really, it wasn't very motherly as much as, like, you know, she was, like, ready to just snip it. Yeah. Know? Well, I... I agree that she didn't she didn't treat Vixen how I think she needed to be treated or deserved to be treated. Yeah. But also Vix the Vixen did need to receive or should receive a, there's a message that the Vixen should receive in all of this and the, it got so like cloudy and people really put a lot of negative feelings towards the Vixen and you could have delivered the same message with positivity. Mm-hmm. But there is something in the way clearly yeah. that the Vixen is like just like if you can just shift your like yeah. delivery or like some, the way you're tacked something just slightly, then everything you're saying will be met with friendlier. Yeah. Well, I would, I will also say is like, I hate you- also that I'm even saying that. Cause I don't, I, I'm not like vixen blaming. No, I know. I, but, but it's just a part of the world. Let, yeah. Shitty. I will, I'll shift onto the vixen for a second. Is that the thing that I think is that vixen clearly has a lot of anger. Like, Right, righteous anger. Righteous. So in some ways, I I think that her no, anger. Okay, yeah. I think her anger is unhealthy. Like it. it, it well, no, I'm, it's righteous anger that she needs that she should or hopefully can learn to manage. Yeah, yeah. That okay. I guess that yeah. I'll agree with that. Because um, it's, it's terrible clearly, for anyone to carry anger. She's the way it's it's having a huge weight on her. You can see it, and I think that's what Asia sees. And it, when Asia says she needs help, I think that's. What Asia means is like she's carrying this burden she's of this anger. She's a fine piece. Like you can, it's good. To, anger can be fuel for uh, like activism and change yeah. and all that. And it's a really Which, great thing to carry. It's not. It's not the worst emotion or feeling to have. No, but it's also uh, it serves a purpose. Toxic to hold on to as you go to bed at night, and to enter a room with anger every time. It's like sometimes. I don't want to talk to the angry side of you. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that's all we got, but it's yeah. a overwhelming majority. I think of what we saw from the Vixen because yeah, I think she just carries it with her mm-hmm. all the time. And I, that's so, and I know it comes from a very real place and I, I, I feel for her in that regard. Um, I hope she, I, I mean, she's young. I think she's figuring it out. Like the, I think her, the choice of her walking out was the best choice for her to make. Like I, she literally like, Rue sitting there, like, wanting her to take ownership of Vixen didn't feel like she needed to. You know what I want? What? I want a Drag Race Heroes versus Villains. And they divide them <laughs> onto teams. Chad's been watching a ton of Survivor, guys. <laughs> uh, I, uh... But they would divide them onto two teams, Heroes and Villains. Uh-huh. And they would do Survivor style. Like, you would compete as a team to win the drag challenge or whatever. It would be the same exact thing as it is now. It's like a, an, uh, an All-Stars Heroes versus Villains, but, like, maybe with a little more... Like more, emphasis on goods and bad. More than ten contestants, you need twelve. Yeah, and then you start with like the first few challenges yeah. are groups challenges. Oh, okay, that's all. Wow, just putting that out into the universe. Oh, villains would tear each other apart, probably. Um, so we're at the end now, and we have. Are we? I mean, yeah, of what? course. Of we're at the end of so many things. The um, end of what? This podcast and the show. And. And this braid. I'm, I'm finished my hair. I just braided a big, long, thick braid. Oh, look I'm at, at you, Rapunzel. End. Thank you, Rapunzel. Rapunzel. I put a little gemstone at the bottom of it. Chad, that's not a gemstone. What is it? It's a cockroach. Ah!
That's dumb as hell, dude. Um, but uh, before we we sign off, we have um, we have to make our final pick because we, now we've seen it all. Pedro hair, great. <laughs> Aquaria. All right. I understand the Asia thing, and I, she's she crawled her way back into second. Excuse place me? For me. She didn't crawl. She glided. She like she gracefully floated into the, from the light, and she said, "This is me. This is who also, I am." Also, shout is, out to it. her um, like finale viewing look or whatever <laughs> that was. Like Ooh, her honey. just like full all black with like a cool like halo thing. Oh, honey! It looked like an unlocked yeah. character in a video game. Oh, by the way, uh, for the uh, Leslie Jones watch, uh, she is more like Les. <laughs> I actually don't know. I do not know. She's, she's not. Gay. She like absolutely okay. loves me. Um, the only reason is because you're a bigot. I'm a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to be clear, to clear the record, the only reason I said that is because I'm a bigot. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I don't want you thinking I said it for any other reason. It's just purely bigoted, hateful reasons. <laughs> I just hate lesbians. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Um, anyway, for Leslie Jones, watch. Uh, for, uh, she's currently on season six of Drag Race. Yes. She does not like Laganja. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, of course. No one likes Laganja on season but six. But you can enjoy Laganja while you're watching. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can enjoy hating her. She's a totally, like, unlikable person on season six. <laughs> she's a really crazy. I mean, she is crazy. She says, like... Nothing that makes sense. And she's fully there for TV. Like, I understood it all. She's just like transparently <laughs> like, I'm trying to be famous. Transparent. On Jeffrey Amazon. Or when will he get back in our good graces? Probably never. Probably never. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think he's done. I have fingers crossed, though. I love him. Despite all of the bad things he does, I really want him to come back into the world hot. <laughs> well, I mean, he did just do Esther Development. I know, and it wasn't that good. It really wasn't. I'm a huge fan of that show. I know. They just need to let it go. Much like this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm just like ready to let it go. That's my impression of Elsa. (laughs) She walks in and she's like, oh, God, I just want to let it go. (laughs) (sighs) The cold never even bothered me. Anyways, it never did. I was like much more like cold weather person cold weather girl it never bothered me and i'm just gonna let it go i'm gonna let that summer weather go yeah but you realize you're just that like, you froze everybody in the, the city they're like frozen right now i know but like to be fair i like didn't ask for this <laughs> yeah neither did they yeah but like you could stop this i can't i can't own that because i didn't intend it you know what i mean like it wasn't my fault i didn't watch the movie what's was that her thing <laughs> Sure. That's actually exactly the monologue in the movie. Let's start. A- <laughs> Does it end after that? Yeah. With she like is friends with her sister at the end. Yeah. She's friends with her sister. Because I know they had like a rocky. There's like a weird part of their relationship. An icy relationship. An icy relationship. <laughs> oh, God. Where well, are we? Speaking of icy relationships, um, that's it for us this week. <laughs> We are going to be back next week with hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, a, a guest? lot of hot. Yeah, <laughs> a guest. End my misery. Please, someone else, cut the tension between me and Nicholas. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some, hopefully, some insider tea on the finale. What flavor tea? <laughs> Jasmine. Thank you. And uh, until next time, um, follow us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got this. I got it. I got it. I got it. Guys, you know the whole drill. Uh, we have our social media that you have to be following if you're not following already. Because, guys, we have hot, hot content. If you don't follow us on social media, Chad, I'll fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, choose your words carefully. I'll fucking. I just licked the microphone. <laughs> you did <laughs> on accident. This is more of a physical bit, but just imagine, like, <laughs> imagine like it's, I'm, I'll fucking <laughs> imagine my eyes, like they're all like squinted and like, like kind of glaring, really smoldery. Yeah, and they're kind of sexy. And they're definitely bright blue. Oh god! And they're begging for food because I'm hungry. <laughs>
Uh, so yeah, Chad's, Chad will do something. He'll fucking do something. Um, so guys, follow us so he doesn't do that. Um, uh, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. It is how is she and though? Do not. <laughs> do not. Do not pull a <laughs> Monique. No, and a um, oh, Mystique oh, Summers Mystique Madison, Summers. and follow us just for us to follow you, and then unfollow us. Yeah, we still follow her. We didn't. We're stop. unfollowing her. We're unfollowing you, Mystique. And I implore everyone else out there to do the same. Can't shape shift out of this one. Shapeshifters, James Mansfield. <laughs> oh. Anyway, it's how is she though? Pod T H O P O D. You know, speaking and, of, oh God, <laughs> you're coming in hot every time. P O D was my first concert I ever went to. P O D? Yeah. The- we are, we are <laughs> the youth and the nation. Remember that? Yeah. Great. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, guys, uh, rate and review us. Uh, what a time to say that right after Chad did that. Uh, don't take that into account, please. Uh, just give us an honest, loving review. <laughs> uh, we would appreciate it. And then also tell your friends. And guys, get excited. If you have any. <laughs> Chad, don't come for our listeners. New Zealand's listening. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi, New Zealand, as always. I know you got friends out there, and they ain't hobbits. Because they filmed Lord Goodbye, New Zealand <laughs> listeners. Sorry about that. Um, we love you guys, we, and <laughs> No, no. Uh, guys, also, you know, we're gearing up for a transition for this podcast. Yeah. We, you know, there's only one more Drag Race episode left. What are we doing after that? What are we doing? We already gave you a little taste. We have like five months to kill before uh, All Stars or whatever they're going to do next. What the fuck they're going to do next. Yeah. Um, So guys, we're going to do a really like exciting transition to like a queer entertainment podcast and we're going to bring on guests and interview them and give you some, uh, I don't know, insight into the LA queer world uh, and also just talk about what's going on with Drag Race and queer entertainment. That's right. It's going to be fun. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be hot. It's going to be Linda Evangelista. It's going to be focused. (laughs) I think that's the one thing it's probably not going <laughs> to yeah, be. I agree. <laughs> All right. So shall we sign off? Yeah. Everyone at home, in your car, on your walk, join in. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. it's she, though. Oh, it's she, though. Working like a tripping like a best friend, bro. Send me home. Send me home. Send me home. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.